1: For Rat Salary View, with your hosts, Wayne Moon, Frank Margo, Uncle Sachin, and Pete
2: Welcome to Rat Salary View. Today we are here with Urban Breed.
3: Hello. Hello everybody.
2: Hey, what's um, up, Urban?
3: I didn't pronounce oh, your name correctly, right? I believe so. All right, I mean, you. it all depends on where you're from. If you're in Germany, you, you will just say "breedy," because that's what they call me. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Those crazy Germans, right? Well, they, they seem to like, you know, calling everybody names all the time. <laughs> Everybody gets a nickname. I've never had a nickname in my life until I got to play with the Germans. That's oh, yeah? sudden <laughs> you had nicknames <laughs>
2: so. actually yeah, I think you yeah you're right because uh, one of the other guys on our show um troy he's he plays in a band and and most of his band is uh, German guys, and I think they all have nicknames for each other yeah mm. i think I don't know I don't know what they are off the top of my head, but yeah, I remember him saying something about that yeah, so how's it going?
4: Oh, and I call oh, you well okay. <laughs> What did what, you say? <laughs> I, call you, I call you Pookie, and Pookie. we're not German.
2: <laughs> well, that's that's well, another show. <laughs> another well, show one, for another time. <laughs> how
3: how are things going? They're going pretty good, I think. You know, uh, I got up at 5 this morning because I had this idea. because I've been working on a demo the night before mm-hmm. and uh, couldn't quite get it to jail. I mean, it was pretty good, but I wasn't mm-hmm. quite happy. At 5, I wake up going like... Ah, I got it. So I got up and uh, tracked the guitars that I had in mind in my underwear. Uh, and <laughs> let me tell you, the guitar was cold. <laughs> <laughs> so you play guitar too, huh? I'm not a good guitar player, no, but I can demo stuff.
2: But enough to to know what you want, kind of. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's nice. and for those things I don't know how to play, I mean, then then I just tell someone, this is what I want, where I'm going to keep.
2: Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, work. That's cool.
3: At that's least you cool. know
2: something not just a vocalist guy, you know.
3: Uh, <laughs> I really I wanted to be the bass player to begin with. So, that's where oh, really? I and yeah. Oh.
5: And, and you
3: know, like pretty much any musician, I, I bet, you know, you you'll find that there's an instrument in the room. It doesn't matter if I know how to play it or not. I'm going to pick it up and make some noise.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can't you can't just leave it sitting there.
3: No. All right.
2: All right. So, um Wow, you've been you've been singing for a long time. The first time I've actually seen you. Actually, you know what? We've been uh, long-time friends. I don't think you remember. But uh, long, very long time ago. He probably can't see this. But there's me and you. There's me.
3: Oh.
2: I was very skinny, <laughs> and there's you. Hey. We met that. Yeah. Where, uh, where
3: was that taken?
2: At the BB King's Club in um, oh. in Manhattan.
3: So yeah. then that must have been when we were opening up for Ed Guy then, I guess.
2: Yes, yep. That's why I was yeah. wearing Ed, Ed Guy t-shirt, yeah.
3: Makes Wasn't sense, running. makes sense. It's just to make sure that you would remember why you were there, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but that
2: was a cool show, and that was the first. I didn't even know you guys were on the bill when that show was um, going on. And then when I saw you guys come on, i was like, oh, my God, that's pretty cool because, um, like I was saying on the previous show, uh, I found out about uh, Ted Morose. Um, a friend of mine gave me, like, a mixtape or whatever and had that song uh, Life in a Lonely Grave on it. Oh. And I was instantly
3: that's hooked on Last track, though, on the album, wasn't it?
2: Um, I, Off the top of my head, don't know. I don't think so. I think it was like somewhere in the middle, maybe towards the end.
3: Huh. I thought it was the last, but maybe not. I don't <laughs> always remember, so.
2: <laughs> it, I'm, it's been a while, so I'm sure you yeah. wouldn't remember. But, uh, yeah, I heard that, and I heard your vocals, and I'm like, oh, my God, this this guy guy's really great, you know? So, of oh, course, I yeah. then I had to, yeah. <laughs> and then I had to go back and listen to all the other stuff and you know, all the other albums you were in, so. Yeah. I was a big
3: uh, Tad Moros fan. Yep, that is cool.
2: Yeah. So and how was still, it?
3: Uh... They're still going today. So that's...
2: yeah, they are. I'm still listening to them. I got all their stuff except for the new album. Yeah. I Haven't gotten that one yet. But uh... Uh, so what do you yeah, think about yeah. them? What do you think about them now?
3: Well, um, they are doing exactly what I thought they would be doing without. Me. Yeah. So that basically means it's a little darker. I, right. I do like I do like a catchy chorus, and Krista and I we would always have a little bit like that. We're pulling in different directions. I wanted to let's do a little pop here. This chorus and it sticks in people's heads, oh and they right. were like, "No, I want it darker." <laughs> so, yeah. so, so this is exactly where I thought they would be going. I almost I mean, it's not like I can predict the future and see like this is the songs they're gonna write because you know then I could write the songs for them. Right. But no, I, I figured this would be the direction they'd take. It took yeah. them a while, but now they're rolling, and they're all cool people, you know. So,
2: yes. Yeah. Right. So, what made you um, leave the band?
3: Well, like I said, we were butting heads all the time, oh. Christian and I, about what to do, you know, musically and uh, and otherwise. So, really, ultimately, it came down to the fact that I did not think that the songs were good enough that we had for the follow up to Muzi Vendi, and oh. he went ahead and booked the studio because we talked about it, right? And mm-hmm. I said, you know, come on, let's let's roll back, let's let's uh, take a vote, and we took a vote, and it uh, came down in my favor, and I came back a week later, and uh, there'd been lobbying going on, and. The studio was booked. <laughs> so <laughs> I said, like, I, I, I'm not good with this. So I stepped out. That was really it, you know. Yeah. Because yeah, they went on a
2: really long hiatus. I think they almost yeah, yeah. pretty much ended the band, basically.
3: Well, I know the guys, So the fact yeah. that they're inactive yeah. for 10 years, that's, you know, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I,
2: I see all their posts and, yeah, they're yeah. pretty funny.
3: They would still have <laughs> shown up at rehearsal, you know, in rehearsal rooms and stuff like that and just met up and kept bugging away, but just not being very public about it. Right. Let's read that went down.
2: Yeah. Who's moving their microphone? Is that you, Pete? That is I. Last oh. week, you were tapping your fingers on a table. Now this week, you're going to play with the microphone.
3: You got to do something to get noticed, right?
2: <laughs> you hear the... I hope that's you're... with your hand, actually. <laughs> with my foot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Unbelievable. You always got to be a clown. <laughs> <laughs> you want to you want to ask anything pete yeah
4: the go um ahead. so urban of course w- was always a fan you know since tad morose um but i want to ask you man you mentioned tracking in in the room you're in um i always love asking these kinds of questions what do you use to track with um what
3: kind of software do you use anything that you favor
4: particularly
3: well you know if we go back to the tad morose days then i use cubase Um uh, I've moved moved away from that since because I was a little annoyed with how slow they were at reacting to, you know, fixing a bug. So I started using Reaper. And I will say the transition period was oh. like two months where I would almost throw a, <laughs> the computer away because it was so frustrating because everything was backwards. That's mm. Reaper. Now, now I think now I think it's the other way around. If you know, because the guys in Germany they work on they work in Cubase and I hate it. This is so Convoluted to get to one to do one thing, I have to do three things, and it's all backwards. If I'm gonna select something, no, wait, this is the other way around. And that, but you know, I moved to Re- I'm still using Reaper, so I, I love it. So.
2: Interesting, yeah. Reapers, well, I
3: mean, we yeah. actually we actually use
2: Reaper too. So yeah,
3: no, I think we it's absolutely fantastic. So
4: and a lot of a lot of people are are moving over to Reaper as well, I believe.
3: Well, th- there are multiple reasons too, you know, because the, the fair pricing policy, I think that's fantastic. Oh, if you make yeah. a certain amount of money, it's cheap. If you make more, it's still cheap, but, you know, it makes sense. It's a more reasonable price. And on top of that, there is no copyright, you know, coding in, in there. It's all just efficiency. It's all gone, yeah. going straight into music production. That's all you're doing. There's no extra stuff. So, of course, the software is going to work better. Okay. It's actually only dealing with what it needs to be dealing with at the moment. So, hmm.
2: Right, right. Right. Yeah, cuz so, we have ran into some issues, right? Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. But for the but you know if, you,
3: times... if if you report a bug within Reaper, it'll get fixed within the week.
1: Yeah. And typically yeah. a
3: day afterwards, but you know within the week. Whereas that community you know, is Ruben, insane. When I, I decided to quit that stuff, it took them half a year. And this could be a major bug like you moved a note in, in the MIDI editor and it's like crashed. You move a note wow. to the MIDI editor, that's pretty basic. You should be able to do that. It took them six months to fix. Oh,
5: uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> They might have gotten man. better.
3: That was, you know, that was a big big shift, too, I think, uh, within their community. I think they had a big software overall and probably made some mistakes somewhere. In
2: there. Right, right, right. Yeah, they're constantly, constantly updating that
4: thing. Well, what's funny is every time you turn your system on, there's an update for it. <laughs> so it's constantly oh, yeah, being yeah. improved.
3: <laughs> yeah. But, Not necessarily but, yeah. big stuff all the time, and it you know, doesn't necessarily impact you or me, but uh, someone will benefit from it anyway, so.
2: Yeah, right. exactly. Uh, Uncle Saxon, anything?
0: Hey, that's me. Uh, first, I want to see if we can truly be friends before I start asking questions. <laughs> <laughs> motor rules. Who? What? See that? What's that mean? I got my Moto hockey uh, hat on. Oh, what is that? <laughs> I don't know either. Swedish hockey team.
3: <laughs> ah, hang on here. It's been a while since I've lived in Sweden, and I haven't really been following hockey. Yet, but... <laughs> they've yeah. been
0: around since uh, 1921, <laughs> yeah. so... Yeah. N-
2: 1921? I thought you dig that. Damn, you're old.
0: Oh, you yeah. know... Yeah. <laughs> the ever-present... Uh... How,
3: how come you <laughs> got that hat? <laughs> that... He,
2: he has everything in his house. If you... Just think about it. He's probably pulled up. You'll, you'll oh, he's got everything. So,
3: so if I say Brunes, you would know what I'm talking about.
0: Uh, that's a lady's
3: uh, lady parts, right? <laughs> no, no, it's it's a it's another hockey team from Sweden They were closer to where I used to live. So
0: I don't even know about Moto, to be honest. I traded this uh, okay. for a, a rock cruise. Yeah, shirt. So if that had actually said Moto, <laughs> I would have known what you were talking
3: about. But M H meant nothing to me at the moment. <laughs> you know, I like, yeah.
5: Moto. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, but,
3: I got. But I was just reading what it said on the hat, I wasn't listening to you, man. It's oh, so, it
0: always takes rest
3: it. I see something, I and that's what I'm going by, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the printed word is stronger.
0: <laughs> so, what I can tell, you haven't really released anything in a couple of years. What?
3: Um, well, oh. actually. We haven't
0: really. That was 2017,
3: I think. I think that was that's not bad. that long. Yeah, it it's not nice. that long, but it's too long. You know, we, we someone decided that you know people were complaining that we were churning out albums, and someone said that like, yeah, let's give it a break just to you know show people that we can do it. And, <laughs> and I'm actually getting annoyed now because we would have had another album out and had stuff going. And uh, on the other hand, it's been fun to be at home. So. <laughs> You're talking about this album
2: right here. Yeah.
3: Yep. Yeah. Magic. That's the one. The box yeah. Set. So yeah, so, so we did that album and uh, you know, we've done one album a year for a while. And that's actually a cycle I like a lot because you know, you're you're busy enough, you never stop and you just keep keep things rolling. And uh, since you know, I'm not the only one writing songs, you know. An album a year is perfectly fine. I guess if you're just, you know, one or two guys writing songs, then maybe it's tougher. But not, not so much. You have a whole team, you know.
0: All right. All right uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually lance king lives right down the right down the road from me cool. up in minneapolis so he's uh he's been in the scene around here since the 80s and pretty much everybody knows him but that's neither here nor there my question is uh doesn't look like you played on any the albums did you just replace uh barlow for the live stuff or
3: uh the, the plan was that I would join the band and we would you know do an album and get rolling with everything but uh, it, as soon as that stuff happened uh, Michael got sick so mm-hmm. and and that's like he was the engine like in the band, so we tried to keep it rolling, but it just fell apart right. you know you, you take the administrator out of it all you know <laughs> he was the originator he was the he was the founding member of the band and uh, then he couldn 't do it because uh, he just burnt out and uh, it was really serious so he had to stop his doctor told him you can't do this anymore you just take a break stay at home and so that's what he did and we tried keeping it rolling but uh, you know you take the engine out of the motor yeah out of the car and then all of a sudden you stop so right. eventually the guys got it rolling anyway but that was without me then i was, I was busy doing other stuff but right. interestingly enough you bring this up and uh, i just talked to michael yesterday because uh, uh the song that i woke up and five in the morning and had to go retract some guitars for i sent the demo to him for you know constructive criticism so he got back to me and uh, he had a few ideas and i didn't have a solution for it so i went to bed and i got up at five in the morning because bam the idea came in <laughs> so.
0: so it works yeah it, it does sometimes <laughs> um i've been uh honestly i'm I'll be honest, I'm kind of ignorant to uh, your style of music. Um, I've always heard your name. Everybody's always raged about your vocals, but uh, yeah, they're whatever all reason, they're it's all there's just so much music <laughs> um, But I, I have, did YouTube, have, yeah. I YouTube the hell out of you for the last week, and yeah. I found uh, Nosferatu to be the coolest thing that I heard you sing. Oh, well,
1: that's
0: interesting. <laughs> it's it's not my favorite not my thing. I don't say,
3: you know, objectively, I say that yeah, they did squeeze a good performance out of me. <laughs> so, so they did that, yeah. But so you, uh, didn't,
2: you didn't like being in, in uh, doing that, or what? I know
3: because you the, you were the on the. It's the fact you know you know I've been around for a while, so to me it just felt derivative. Yeah. it's like. They, they, they saw this song. I want to write a song like this. And then I'm going to write a song like this. And uh, this song is good by this band. Let's write a song like that. And I didn't like that too much.
5: No. Nah.
3: I mean, it, it, it's fine if it happens by accident. Because that happens all the time. You know, you right, just right. write something. Oh, this sounds a bit like this. But when you have the plan, I'm going to write the song like this. Then, I, then I'm not so thrilled anymore. It, nah. it feels like, you know, you're you're working at the factory all of a sudden, you know. Right, uh, yeah. I'm on the outside looking in. To all the people out there that love that album, it's still a good album. It's just, you know, (laughs) different ways of looking at things.
0: Right, right. Well, you know, uh, like I said, I'm on the outside looking in, and these two mega power metal fans over here, I haven't agreed with them at all, on anything. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't surprise me that uh, you had a little self-criticism to that, uh, that album. (laughs) <laughs> all right last question think, uh, um
3: yeah there are good. They're, they're good songs on there too so you know that's i reckon like it. it's, it's metal man um yeah. what's
0: the funniest thing you've ever seen on the road how about that
3: uh the what the silliest yeah the silliest the craziest
0: <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what have
3: i seen i that's... it's a difficult question man I
0: mean... either so
3: I don't normally go around thinking about what goes on on the road, and, and also half the time I'm asleep. <laughs> that's really that's really what happens. Uh, I miss a lot of stuff simply because, uh, yeah, I gotta make sure that I'm in good shape for the show, so I'm, yeah. I can't be out partying. And I'm, unfortunately, I do like staying up late. So what happens is, you know, I'm the last one. No, not the last one. I'm pretty, I'm pretty late going to bed though, but then I'll be sleep, still asleep. So. By the time I wake up, the bus is already parked and the uh, catering is up and running. So I just get up and have breakfast at three in the afternoon. So I miss a lot of the stuff. Well, that's and
0: why uh, you kept so your voice so so good all these years? You know,
3: uh, it's not always good because, like I said, you know, I don't necessarily go to bed in time, and sometimes you can't sleep <laughs> till three in the afternoon. <laughs> but yeah, it helps definitely. Um, You've you know, had a hell of an output from what I can
0: tell, and uh, yeah,
3: more power I, was, to you. I was gonna yeah, I was gonna say though that, that one of the the. The more fun things that happened uh, on a tour was when we were out there and rick Alzi was with us on the tour and i do play a lot of disc golf since i've moved to the us which is interesting because disc golf is also pretty popular in sweden so but i never did, did play it there so i brought a couple of discs with me and you know just in case and in germany though there aren't any disc golf course it's not really there's like one or two and so i just you know grab anyone a couple of discs and go Hit up a park, and I got Rick to come out with me, and that was interesting. He hadn't really played it before, but he was good. He's a natural. He, he, he got the gist of it, and we yeah, we, we saw some crazy shots and uh, almost took out a statue at some point. <laughs> <laughs> what weight do you use? What? Weight. Oh, I'm around 173 grams. All right. Uh, <laughs> Is that a big one? I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 but uh, uh I just like them heavier, and unfortunately, okay. I shouldn't really use that. Uh, I should really run you know, weights around 160, 165, 163, something like that. Cool. But for some reason, I picked up most of my discs, and they're 173 grams. So. But the one I get the most distance out of is a little bit lighter because my arm exactly. is big. So, yeah. Rock and
0: roll, appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, silly <laughs> stuff. <laughs>
2: The guy's got to protect his voice. Well, you think he's got time for all that stuff?
5: Um,
3: time, time for stuff. That.
2: No, no, you just, you you perform and you go right to bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, that's my life. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: uh, talking about uh, Bloodbound, and, you know, yeah. um, you, you were in the band for the first album, and then you left, I think, for the second one, right?
3: Um, yeah, I mean, to begin with, the first album, like I said, they... Got a good performance out of me, and this is exactly what it was uh i I was you know I was an employee yeah. and uh, and then they decided they couldn't afford it, so they stopped paying me and so I stopped wow. playing so I never really quit you know I mean yeah. they didn't fire me for the first one I, and I didn't quit it's basically you, you don't pay me i don't work <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. so, makes that, sense. Was, that was the situation yeah. and you know they might have thought it was unfair because you know I wasn't cheap right um and, you know, a little bit of hard feelings around there just because of that. Because in a way, you know, they, they needed someone to do, you know, they needed a the front man. You got a right. have to sing. It. And so they yeah. had to stop doing stuff when I stopped singing. But at the same time, the deal was a deal. And uh, yeah, so that, 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 was, that was the thing. And then for the second album, they brought in Michael Borman. And uh, I remember saying at the time, hmm, like he's going to have time to tour with him. So I said, yeah, give it a month. Someone's going to call me
0: and ask me (laughs) if I can
3: do these shows. And uh, that's what happened. Eventually, they gave me a call because they had a few shows booked and uh, they had no no one to sing. So the old deal was back on. (laughs) 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 So so we did that. And at the end of it, they they said, hey, Urban, we really can't afford it. I said, yeah, no. And uh, they said, so would you consider being a full member instead? And I said, sure, I'll do it on one condition. I write the lyrics, and I'm in full control of the vocal melodies. Yeah. And uh, Thomas said, sure, okay. And this is exactly what happens, because uh, before this, the, the guy in charge of writing vocal melodies and the, ly- the lyrics, that was Frederick Berg. So Frederick and Thomas, they're basically the, the core of Bloodbound. Mm-hmm. So he I basically made him uh, useless, he, and he felt useless. Wow, and this okay. is quite a... This is why they fired me after Tabula Rasa because he wanted something to do again. All right. And, okay. uh, and you can tell what happened. He went right back to doing what he normally does. So there's a big difference in, you know, the, the style is different because of that. It's also different because Thomas had the idea he wanted to be a little heavier for Tabula Rasa. So we got that and also my my vocals and my melodies and my lyrics. And then you change that out and you you go back to Bloodbound doing Bloodbound.
2: Yeah. yeah. I didn't really, I didn't really. Um... <laughs> Care for them, like because I when you left Ted Morose, I was like missing hearing your voice, and then I heard that album come out, the Nosferatu album, and it wasn't too much. I wasn't into it too much. Uh, it's but a little th- different. Style, you know? It is a little it's different, but um, actually, from listening to it like a couple of days ago, um, just to remind myself what it sounded like, I actually liked it a little bit more hearing it now than I did back then. Well,
3: it's the, the old case of I want this, yeah. but I'm yeah. being served this. Yeah. So even if what you're being served right now is good is not what you wanted exactly you wanted hot wings you got a decent pizza um <laughs> yeah. hot wings would have been better and yeah. another day it's the, the other way around
2: yeah exactly what are you gonna say
4: pete no, i was gonna say it's, i i
2: like to say pizza i want uh, pizza everybody <laughs> wants pizza i mean no, we're, we're, from, we're from
4: i'll take,
2: I'll take pizza and the wings yeah. we're, we're, from <laughs> new <laughs> new we're from new york so you don't get nothing but pizza here. Uh, okay <laughs>
4: I was gonna say yeah, I like, I like all those albums. I like Bloodbound. That, I like the Tabula Rasa. Actually, admittingly, uh, with Tabula Rasa, it was funny because when I heard it, I really liked it. I didn't know it was you singing, uh, and I said, and I and and I'm I'm embarrassed by that actually. I was like, damn, I like. this sure song's good, man. Was, yeah, and uh, that was the funny story with that. And then I we also like, shit, that's a, that's urban. What the hell's going on? What the hell did I not even? <laughs> hit? But uh, yeah, man, no, it's, it's I like all those albums, man. You you do a great job. Any anything you sing on sounds good, you know. <laughs>
3: so <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you don't have to beat yourself up too much because I have done this, you know. I think I've been kind of consistent about this to gradually shift my style from album to album, yeah. a little bit.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: So what, what I, the way I sang on the, the previous album, it's is not going to be what I sound like on the next one. Because right. I'm always trying, what didn't I do? Oh, I didn't do this. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm going to try that. Yeah. And then, well, I think uh, maybe the most consistent bit about it might have been between uh, Undead and Matters of the Dark. But, mm. but there was a change, a shift all the way through. You know, Tabula Rasa was a different one. Nosferatu had a different little bit. And... Uh, also, within uh, Sirius Black, over the last three, we've had a different style. But it's, it's right. just a gradual shift, you know. It's, it's not yeah. like I'm going very bluesy all of a sudden. It's but just but that that's just... great. But that's great because that little gradual shift has a big impact. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It does. And, you know, some people don't want it and other people do like it. You know, some people just resist change. So they want right. the same album served up three times in a row. Of
2: course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can't stand that. Uh, actually, yeah. I wanted to ask you too. How, uh were you doing any other band or anything before Tad Morose? Because I'm looking up, you know, other things that you've done. I've there's nothing, nothing before Tad Morose.
3: Nothing that we, you know, that was actually distributed anywhere. So, right. so how did they? Uh, obviously, like anyone else, I played in a, a bunch of bands before. You know, did other uh, stuff, but not really anything of any significance. No, yeah. and, so and in fact, yeah. Well, Ev. The thing is, it's a little funny, but I'm gonna say that the the fact that uh, Anders gave me a call—that was the bass player of Ted Morris at the time—he gave me a call, and uh, I hadn't sung for two years. I just said I was gonna quit. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, they, Christian actually left for Memento Mori with Mike Weed, and uh, yeah. he had produced an album, and you know Mike Weed liked what he heard, so he took him with him. So they they needed a singer, and Anders remembered, oh. Well, why, why don't we check with Urban? Because uh, before Anders played with Tad Moroz, uh, there was a, a guy called Rossi. He uh-huh. played with them and he quit. No, actually, he was fired. <laughs> he was <laughs> fired and Anders got the job. And uh, Anders was basically just, they took him out of uh, the band I was in at the time. We were a progressive rock piece. So uh-huh. they, they asked Anders if he joined. So we were without a bass player. And a month later, they needed a drummer they took our drummer and so basically it was just me and one guitar player left and uh, when anders gave me a call you know i hadn't been singing for two years and they, at that point i'm like yeah i don't know send me some demos and they were a local band for me because you know they, they only lived like 20 kilometers away right. uh, and so i'm like well I should have known, you know, what they sounded like, but I didn't, <laughs> and I really should have known <laughs> what they sounded like like, 'cause they were poaching our members.
5: <laughs> <laughs> but
3: uh, but I didn't at the time, so they sent me a few demos, and I was like, yeah, I could probably do this, and so I went in for an audition, and it, yeah, uh, you know, and they asked me if I can come back, come back for another one, and uh, they did that for two months, and after that time, just Chris, uh, said, you know, you do understand that you remember, right? And I said, like nobody said anything <laughs> i just thought you were super super extensive with this auditioning part so yeah. that, was, that was interesting so that's how we got rolling on that but uh, a little bit later we played a festival and uh, the one guy that was still you know the only guy that didn't get picked up from the, the pro- progressive rock band
5: right.
3: he played in a different band at the time and he met us and he said oh i see now i was fired wasn't i he <laughs> <laughs> so had the whole band except for him yeah. Rose. Wow. That, <laughs> that sucks best. to be
2: him What's he doing yeah. now, anything?
3: Um, I think he's he still plays in a band or two He's a good good musician He's also a good electrician So he does stuff like that I think he actually builds amplifiers too you oh, know, Custom stuff cool. He does a lot of that it. It's been a while since I met him But he's a cool yeah. cool dude Oh, Cool um, so where was I going anyway? So that was before Ted Murrow's. That was that was really just it. That was the, the funny story about that. We just poached members out of that band, and suddenly we were we were Murrows. Right. <laughs> so, so so that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that was a,
5: a yeah, strange
3: situation to be in. Yeah. But the, the funny bit is that I hadn't been singing for two years, and that's when they gave me a call. So
2: yeah, that, well that's good. They remembered you then.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good. Well, you know. They, there's always a shortage of, of good singers, I think. So if you if you yeah, have doing a good job at some point, someone is going to give you a call and ask you at some point. It's just going to happen.
0: Yeah, definitely. Ripper yeah. Owens is always around. So. <laughs> yeah. She's Yeah. 800
3: number. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing, though. I, I do understand his position, too, because, you know, you get an offer and it's good. You go with it, right?
2: Yeah, you can't refuse it.
0: Yeah. Well, right. <laughs> so. now, you, 22 this, years since... Uh, mended rhyme came out mm-hmm. have you been lucky enough to not need a day job since then or just oh no no, no 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 come on uh, you know go, go all
3: throughout those years we, we all had day jobs different it was always tricky to get to tour because you know you had to get time off and, and that stuff. so we've, we've been juggling with that stuff you know juggling that stuff for a long time everybody does and uh, as far as i know there was just really that last year with the tad morose that I uh, I didn't really have to work, but that was it. So, and and that that was also. I let me point out, there was no no way that we, you know, probably I was probably the poorest member of the band because I didn't do <laughs> didn't work. Everybody else sort of kept uh, their job going because you know they had some deal going some some way or another. And I, for for some reason, I'm just the kind of guy i work. Like, I you know what? I'll be kind of poor. I'll just do this and focus on it. I can put all the time and effort into it, but. Yeah, then, then you're not very rich, but you know it's an interesting life. <laughs>
2: cool. So So yeah, I'm sure you had to sleep on a lot of couches then.
3: Oh, I've done that. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, the band Trail of Murder. I'd never heard it. <clears throat> I never heard about this band until a couple of days ago.
3: Oh, it's uh, a shame. Missed out to see It's a good album that we
2: put out. I'm definitely gonna look it up. Obviously, yeah. I, I collect stuff, so
3: I'm disappointed. I know. Come on, <laughs> I should have. <laughs> it should've. should be in
2: there. It should be in
3: there. But I'll well, get if it. you haven't even checked it out yet, you'll be surprised it's good stuff. Because yeah. you know it's uh it's me and Daniel. You know, we, we wrote most of the stuff for for the Ted Moreau's part, you know, for the Ted Moreau's albums. So it's the majority of that. So you'll recognize a lot of elements
0: from there. Okay, cool. Oh, nice. 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 Same, Same guitar, guitar tone, that sort of thing. What? Same guitar tone?
3: Oh Moore? yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, you know. Not the same because uh, he was doing all the guitars here, not half of them. <laughs> so, so uh, but yeah, you, you'll hear that. Uh, it's, it's got that, you know, body to it.
2: Hmm. So is that band is that band done, or are you going to
3: put out another album uh, at some point? Or? No, no, they're, they're still doing stuff. It's just that I'm not a part of oh, it. Oh really? So.
2: Boy, you leave every band you're in.
3: <laughs> well, that's what people say. You, <laughs> it, Do you ever stay? It, you look at it like this: I was in Ted Morose for ten years. I was yeah. in Tamaros for 10 years, so, you know, thick and thin, and uh, then when I got fed up, that's the problem, of course, because then you don't really have a home. Right. And uh, so you do one thing, and it doesn't work out. You do another thing, and you know, that also doesn't work out. But you look at it like this. That's what's going to happen. You know? if, if at one point you leave your family, you're going to bounce around for a while before you find a new home. And it took me a while. Mm. So. And of have course I'm actually quite happy to to have done this cuz you know I did try the bloodbound situation for a while I did the trailer murder and it's a shame the trailer murder went the way it did you know it's basically just you know unfortunate circumstances that made things go sour you know and uh, then you had the Project Arcadia, and now Serious Black. And so, with Serious Black, it's you know I've found finally found a home where I, I can work and just keep going. And everything is you know there is a purpose behind everything we do, which makes it right. uh, a bit more sustainable than anything else I've done for a long time.
0: Yeah. What were you saying sex? Um, Have you ever, or will you ever, put together a band specifically to your liking? Exclusively... Oh, i you know
3: pretty much pretty much everyone you talk to if they're a musician they've they've got this little thing in their head going like who do i want i want this guy and i want this guy and and then it comes down to this this one little thing can i finance it
5: right
3: and it's not just that so first you can i finance it and are these people going to be happy with falling in line because mm. you know most of us we've got a bit of an ego once you're going if you if you take anybody worth their salt you know then okay. they're, so they're no going to want to yeah. have a big input, you know, and so maybe right. it won't work anyway. So right. who knows? At some point, I'm, I'm, I'm always thinking, you know, I want to put out one album doing one specific thing because it's got nothing to do with what people would expect me to do. Or well, maybe they actually do, but they haven't heard me do it yet. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and then I'm always thinking, you know what? I do that and it's just for my own gratification. Is it going to be worth it, though? Because, you know I, I, I've heard this music in my head already and so I, I know it I know it can be done but if nobody cares about it why should I actually finish it you know and put it out there that's a good question well
0: because you care about it and
3: stuff I do a lot of stuff I care about already that's the thing you know uh, and just you know just because it falls outside of the parameters of what I'm doing at the moment I can't really incorporate it. Should I do it just because I need to hear it? No, I don't. Not, not necessarily, because that would also mean that I'm not doing what I can be doing that actually, that I know there will be an outlet for. Mm. And so it's, a, it's that time, money, you know, effort spent, you know. Is it worth it? Life's short, so we should all do everything we want to do, all right? But then you you do everything you, you think of, and then suddenly nothing gets done well. Mm. So, right, right. You got, it's got to be done right, which means time and effort, again, got to put in the hours
2: what What direction would that album be?
3: oh <laughs> that is the biggest problem because if if I'm just going like uh, genre stylistically, I would completely and totally want to do a progressive rock album, not metal oh, progressive, right. yeah, progressive rock oh. and but the the problem here is all the musicians that I'm going like how when I work with this guy? they're all different people, they wouldn't really do that mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. interesting urban
4: yeah. urban who are um from your entire musical career and everyone that you've worked with, do you have any favorite musicians that you've worked with? Or maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe was anybody more of a pain in the butt than
3: anybody easy to work with or any favorites that you have? Pretty much everyone will have like Mm -hmm. good sides and bad sides. So, like I said, you know, for 10 years, I butted heads with Krunt, with Krister from Tabarose, And uh, that said, He's awesome in other respects, you know. So <laughs> so he's fan- he's a fantastic person. You know, it's a there is you will never find a more fair person with more honest. No. He will not rip anybody off ever. Mm-hmm. If he says something, that's what he stands for. And that's part of the problem here with, you know, why I left, because he had talked to the guy at the studio. And so he basically given him his word they were gonna show up. And so he just couldn't back down on that. And you know, that's something that it's commendable. It didn't really work out for me at the time, but uh Still, I can't blame the guy for, for having that, taking that stance. Right. And uh, then you take something else, you know, like Daniel Olson that I worked with on Trailer Murder as well. You know, he's probably what I would call the most natural musician in the world. Oh. He doesn't have to think about anything. He's just basically just, he, it's just natural. He Picks up the guitar and it just like comes out the way you know. He, oh. Very you cool. can drop him into any song anywhere, and he'll find out how to play it. That's- and he
4: just, yeah, wow,
3: yeah, that's cool. Nice. It's good to find musicians like that. Yeah. So, so how you did you go about... Like, oh, sorry. Yeah. I was just going to say that, basically, follow up to that. And, and then you take other people like Rami Ali, for instance, now, that we just, you know, we called him up because we needed somebody to step in very quickly on the first tour of the series Black, and such a beautiful human being, so wonderful, also a great drummer. But like I said, that beautiful human being—you know—just everything settles down when he walks into the room. Everybody, that's just harmony flowing out from the guy. Wow! Wow! So, so so that's another thing you should look at. You know, there are so many different things to consider. Wow!
4: Such great, such great traits. Wow!
3: Yeah. But how did you go about
4: meeting Bob Cacciones? He he was on the last two out, this one and the previous one. Uh, uh, the last two, Uh, I believe, right? Yeah. How how did uh, you? Was it somebody that you wanted to work with initially or how did you guys yeah.
3: that, that is funny because here's the thing. Uh, I saw Firewind perform at Prague Power in Atlanta. And I looked at the stage and uh, there was one guy that stood out. And I said, I don't remember who stood next to me. It might have been Andrew Atwood of The Scourge. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably not at that time though, but it could have been. I don't really remember who it was. But I, I turned to the side and I said, that's the guy I want to work with. Wow. And so, you know, I didn't really think it would happen. But I said, that's the guy I want to work with. A number of years later, we're heading out on the first series Black tour again, you know, and uh, Roland just couldn't make it. You know, the, the, he didn't really understand that we were going to go on this extensive a tour at that point in time. And he couldn't. So he said, I'm sitting this one out. And it turned out that it would be a permanent thing. But he, he was going to sit it out. So I said, hey, I'm going to give Bob a call. And so I gave Bob a call and uh, he said, sure, I can do it. And he showed up. Wow. Uh, now, how did I have Bob's phone number at this point in time, though? That's easy, because I, was, uh, I just released an album with uh, a Bulgarian band called Project Arcadia, right before this. And we were shooting some videos, and Bob also does that. So he'd shot and directed those videos in Bulgaria, and that's where we met. So that's the first time we actually met. So I met Bob when, he, when we were doing this, and so by the time we needed someone for serious black. And this was on really short notice. I think it was like one week ahead of time, you know, maybe something like that. And I gave Bob call and he just shows up. We could go in and rehearse and we roll out on the road. Wow. That's how that went about. Very
2: it's cool. World.
3: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that, that's really cool. Wow.
2: Well, you answered my, uh, Roland Grappel uh, question already. Damn it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> well, here's the thing though. I can tell you right now. Yeah. I totally understand Roland, uh, I think Mario had misrepresented the truth he's Mario is an expert at doing this, <laughs>
1: so uh,
3: yeah, yeah cause, cause he, he's he's he really wants to get the deal done, you know he wants to he wants to sail to work, and so he'll just like, yeah, he'll tell you what he thinks you want to hear oh, so, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll be touring, but not that much yeah. and then when the tour comes around, it's like,, oh, but this is a lot, like, yeah, but you said no, i I know, but we had to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's, uh, it's always justified with Mario but the thing is if you know that you know you listen to half of what he says and you go like half of it might be true am I fine with half of this being true alright I'm gonna say yes <laughs> if you're not fine with that say no
2: <laughs> that's funny and um, Thelman left too right after yeah. the uh, first album I, I think he did like what a, a, first, a couple shows or something
3: I actually, actually I I had to give him the call. Where I, I, I hate doing this, I, I actually had to call him and say that, dude, you're fired. Really? And uh, yeah, yeah. Well, the reason is uh, for the first tour, Tolman has back problems, so right. he couldn't show up. And it was not just that, you know, back problems, messy home situation, everything, just too much stress. So this is why Rami came in, and this was with three days, three days notice before the tour kicked in. Rami yes,
2: I remember seeing all that stuff, yeah. He
3: helps us out and we had a great time on tour. And uh, after that was done, though, you know, we, we had festival gigs and stuff like that. And yeah, Tolman would call and cancel like the day before. Oh, wow. Said, this wow. doesn't work. I mean, That's... I understand. Tolman is awesome. He's a fantastic guy. I absolutely loved working with him on, on in the making of the album. And also, just hanging out with him He's, he's a great, great, great dude. But mm-hmm. that was the one side that it didn't really work for us, yeah. and, you know. And the, the 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 place where he was in his life at the moment, it wasn't compatible with us touring. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you know, we just had to move on. Yeah. And it's a shame because great, like I said, a great, great person, fantastic. We had a lot of lot of fun. I re- really do get along with him, so
2: yeah. yeah. He was a huge influence on me from, uh, back, in back in the Flying Guardian days. Come.
3: He's quite a distinctive drummer. You'll know if he's been involved. Oh yeah, <laughs> so,
2: definitely, definitely not. <laughs> he's
3: also a good songwriter. He has good, good ideas. Oh really? Yeah.
2: I have no idea. I don't even remember him writing anything for Blind Guardian, unless I just don't realize that. But oh,
3: I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's not necessarily that everybody gets you know public credit all the time Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. But you know, he basically wrote. Uh, 60 70 percent of my mystic mind, and oh, roughly wow. the same. And he, oh. it was uh, his basic idea for the title track on the first album. Oh. So uh, I just had to write the lyrics and maybe do some structural change to it, and uh, just did minor changes to the melodies. Oh. They, they were good melodies, too. So you know, he's a good songwriter.
2: Yeah, well, that's cool. No, usually drummers just yeah. go and play drums, and that's it, you know. Drummers well, not don't necessarily.
3: Do that. I mean, they don't do much. Shit. To, we can go back to the Ted Morris days. Uh, before I joined the band, the the principal songwriter had been the previous drummer. I was just um, kidding. I'm
2: a, I'm a drummer too.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, so you know that you don't do anything at all. So <laughs> yeah. not, curious, there are plenty of drummers out there that you know have, have got a, a good sense. Because as a drummer, you have to have a really strong sense of structure,
5: yeah. and
3: that I think that helps. Right. And I, I always say that if you start out as a drummer and pick up another instrument later on, you're better off than starting out picking up another instrument and moving to the drums. Starting with the drums is probably the best option. Yeah, yeah. I, I is, start off... Is, uh... You understand the importance of timing in a different way.
2: Yeah, exactly. I started off a guitar, and then I gave it up, and then I heard... I was at a, a guitar practice, I heard this guy come into the room playing drums, and I'm like, oh my God, I want to play that.
3: So, ever since
2: then i was like 10 years old ever since then i've playing drums
3: yeah i bet your parents were thrilled <laughs> oh they didn't say my parents didn't care they
2: didn't they they bought me the drum kit yeah. you
3: know so yeah well i think you know my parents yeah. didn't have the best of time either because you know practicing metal vocals isn't exactly quiet so yeah it's true <laughs> well they, they 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 were they were absolute champs about it they put up with it so.
5: yeah,
2: yeah I, and
3: i was I was really loud back in the day, too. I could compete with them. <laughs> okay, so. Nice.
2: And yeah, I don't think my neighbors were too thrilled, though. I used to, I used to play with the windows open. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, yeah, so just to let them know I was, I'm here, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, Project Arcadia, you mentioned that before. How did you get involved with that? Because they had an album out before you joined. Oh. So what happened yeah.
3: with that? Um, well, they, you know, they needed a singer. And uh, I guess they had some, some issues with Alex. For some reason, I don't really remember the details, but he, he couldn't do the next one, or they didn't want him to do the next one, whichever way it was. Still a cool dude, though. Um, so they they contacted me, and they actually contacted me, I think, while I was doing Tabula Rasa the first time. So I was tracking that, and I said, now guys, I, I, I can't. But I, I don't remember that this myself. Uh, mm. Plotman told me this, <laughs> that, hey, this is the second time we reached out to you. <laughs> like, oh, really? So, so anyway, so they did that, and... Uh, so they contacted me, and uh, we just, yeah, it was fun doing. So, did the album, and, uh, and he asked me if I wanted to join, and I joined. And then Serious Black happened, and so there was no time. And so we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I know that uh, I talked to Plam actually today, and he's, uh, he was lamenting the fact that he wanted to do some so- songwriting with me, and I said we can, <laughs> just not right now because I'm busy.
5: All right.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so. But he's working on a new album and they're gonna have a different singer on it as far as I know. But I'm I will also sing on a few tracks. Oh, okay. Just to make sure that people understand that we're absolutely super good buddies. <laughs> 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 I, no, seriously, these 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 guys are awesome. They're absolutely they are. fantastic.
2: I, I like yeah. the album. That album's a really And good and, I,
3: and I don't just mean like musically, and I'm it's as instrumentalists and you know composers, I just mean that they're fantastically warm human beings. Uh, yeah. So, you know, any I've gone down there, it's like I feel right at home. It's, mm. it's a good feeling. Oh, that's that's nice. good. Yeah.
2: Very good. Well, it sounds like you're pretty good friends with uh, every band you've been in, I guess, right?
3: Uh, well, it depends. I think, you know... <laughs> Most, of Most of them, anyway. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, you give it time, too. You know, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that's that, true. you know, if I walk back into the rehearsal room with, Ted, you know, Tad Morose, you know, five months, months after I quit, there'd be, like, some <laughs> harsh <laughs> words. You know, not so much from my side, because, you know, I they were the ones that ended up in a, in a difficult position and not me so much. So, right,
5: you yeah, know,
3: yeah. no problem. You know, pe- most people are reasonable in the end. So you, you, know, and you, you let it go. And even if you have differences of opinion and you think that maybe you were, you were wronged or whatever, you just let it go. Just right. let it go and just go like, it's fine. You're doing mm-hmm. well, doing well. Everything is fine. You know, we're moving on.
2: That's a good outlook. That's a good outlook. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought Saxon had something to say.
0: I do. I got a uh, question Go. and comment. Go ahead. <clears throat> Which one you want? Whatever one you want. Number three. Number three. I don't have a number three. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give. I'll give you the comment first. Uh, the vibe I'm getting off you is you're. Uh, you've got an intelligent mind and a and a kind heart. So I I wish you prosperity and peace, love and happiness. And my question is, uh, any. Any uh, Anything coming up for you stateside anytime soon?
3: Um, not as far as I know. I mean, we, there have been some talks about, you know, maybe we can join this tour, and maybe we can join this tour. But in the end, it's a little too expensive for us, generally speaking. That's, that's uh, what I know. hear from Europeans all um, the time. Um, well, I'm, you know, it's not that we can't afford to go on the tour, but it's just that we're kind of, a, you know, what's the payoff going to be? Right. Uh, it, it's it's such a big country, you know, and, and the only the only reason why it kind of works for us is because I'm here, so you have one member already on this side. <laughs> so, right. so, so so there's that, but you know that's such a small thing in the whole equation. Anyway, you got to fly everybody over, and then then we're also used to a certain standard of touring in in Europe. You know what we you know everything is we're being taken care of. You know, and there are pot meals served, and we have showers, and we have all this arranged.
5: And, and everything's you, two hours care. away.
3: Yeah, and then you come over here and nobody cares about you, just, you know, you're like, you're the scum of the earth, that's what the, the venue will think of you. It's <laughs> <you're> like, what? <laughs> this is not yeah. what we're used to. So, so there's that little, you know, thing to get over to. You know, any band that's, you know, from here that's touring Europe will tell you it's like Europe, that's where we want to tour. Right. Um, this is not to say that you can't have a hard and really difficult tour in Europe either, because that's also possible. You know, it, it comes down to whether or not you have a good tour manager and good planning and preparation, and you have have good contacts with all the promoters. If you have good good contact with them, and you you know, they expect you to come back, well, of course they're going to treat you well. Sure. So, yeah, but Your no, friends, sadly, uh, no plans.
0: My friends in the Bewitcher just went over to uh, over to Europe for a summer thing, and they yeah. were psyched out of their minds. I think it's their first yeah. time in Europe, so they're uh, yeah. they're in for a treat, I kind know of that.
3: Well, you know, and, and on on top of that, you know, you go to Europe when you're on tour, you know, you, you stop, you drive to the next place, you step off the tour bus and you, you can walk around the town, you know. Right. It, you know, everything you you can walk everywhere. Whereas right. you tour the US you have to have a car if you want to see anything. Mm-hmm. So in Europe you can go see all the sites on foot, pretty much. So, you know, wherever you go, you can check out a new city and so when you tour Europe for the first time, you know, it's a blast. It's it's awesome because you can see so many things. Uh sure it wouldn't have to be, you know, fifteenth time, you can still have a blast, but you know, <laughs> you have already seen some of the sites, so you're gonna go, I don't know. I am just gonna hang around the bus today.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right. What
2: else you gotta say? Oh, I thought you had more stuff. Oh good.
3: Okay. Yeah. yeah. Extensive answers, you know, kind of yeah. stops what you, you from asking more <laughs> questions. <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything, Pete?
4: Yeah, like urban. Um, as far as jobs, aside from, of course, you're doing your music. How often do you do um, paid jobs for laying down vocals for? Well, first of all, do you accept the uh, offers or requests from local bands or just that are not? yet for example signed or not on any uh labels and whatnot do you take up those types of jobs like if you were to be requested to sing on an album and obviously they paid you for your time
3: i don't get too many offers uh but when i do it's typically it typically happens when i have an album in the works that's when people come out of the woodwork and go can you sing on this can you do this can you do that Can you do?" and uh so even if i wanted to i could and then once you start turning jobs down, they're not going to come back. So <laughs> the problem is solved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
5: yeah.
3: Wow. So, yeah, there, there are a few things, few few times where I've, I'm, where I've said, like, yeah, I want to do this. And uh, then just things happen in life and things get complicated and it just falls through. And those those are the times where I'm like, oh, sorry, people. I shouldn't have said yes to begin with. But, you know, <laughs> sometimes you just want to do things. And um uh, yeah, it's probably better to say no, than say right. yes. Right. Of course. Uh, yeah, so just but going,
2: it happens. Yeah. God, I just had this question on my mind, and now I forgot. Uh-huh. I do this every time. Anyway, I'm just going to skip <laughs> that question. Uh, You're just but, pretending like you have questions lined no, up. No, I, 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 I did, like and you then you. I did, and then you kept going on and on and on, and then I just yeah, totally It's my fault. It. It's my it's fault. So it's Thank fault. you. <laughs> always, always blaming someone else. <laughs> it, it is true. It's my show. I can blame whoever the hell I want. You I might as well a a
0: be the singer, right?
3: What's I that? have a solution for it. Might as
0: well be the singer you blame everything on.
3: Yeah. That's fine. what happens. We get to blame. Uh, what, now we blame the bass player, right? Exactly. What, what's your, <laughs> what's your good,
2: solution? Man.
3: My solution is once you think of a question, write it down. <laughs> <laughs> See? Can There's I say some of my favorite song? songs? Can and all my
4: favorite songs on this album.
3: On, on that note,
2: good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> all
4: right, I gotta get my favorite songs out of the way. All
2: right, go ahead.
4: Yeah. I, like, I love the album. All right? The album's awesome. And I got them right here. All
2: right? Nobody can read The that. songs
4: that I abso- absolutely love Burn Witches Burn, mm-hmm. Long Gunman Rule, I Can Do Magic, Mr. Nightmist. Man, I liked everything. Witch of Called <laughs> Town, I went crazy for. Just Kill Me was great. Newfound Freedom,
3: just. Awesome songs, man. I like the whole album. These songs really,
4: really did it for me.
3: Well, thank you. I'm I'm really happy that we share the opinion that this is a g- good album because you know when we, we had done this, I said this is the best album I've ever done if I've ever done. It. And I knew people would they were all gonna say, No, 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 you did this and this this album's better. And I'm going like not from the way I see it, you know, this is the best thing I've ever done. It doesn't mean that it's abs- that it necessarily has the top song. On it. it doesn't mean that it necessarily has my top performance. I just think that overall, the whole overall quality was the best thing I've ever done. And also, I love the sound of the album. We, we yes. went, you know, we we went to great lengths to make sure that we had a bit more of an old school type of situation in the production than than we normally would. So, and I think it shows. You know, I I love this, this the sound. It's like uh, uh, I would say it's a more grounded, a more real album than the previous two that we've done, you know, with you know the way the drums sound. And of course, this is a d- different philosophy. I love this. Bob hated it, which is basically why he's not with us anymore.
5: Wow.
3: So, really? Yeah, yeah wow. it's a production value. Bob also runs his own studio in, in Greece, right. you know, and he, he felt like, he felt that was old, man. Those, those drums are old. And I'm like, that was the whole point. There's warmth to it. It's like, you know. Yeah.
5: Yeah.
4: I wanted to say, you know, I was going to say two words, organic and warm. That's what yeah. I wanted to say, and that's that, what the sound I got out of it. Well, I, I thought it was fantastic. I texted Wayne when I heard. It. I told Right Wayne. I said, no, this yeah. album fucking kicks ass. Seriously, man, this album is fucking yeah. awesome."
3: Well, that's uh, that's part of why I like it so much because you know it's a. I, I, I'm going to say it's the best sounding album I've ever been on, at least. Yeah. So. So there is that. And, you know, Bob put in a lot of hard work. And when he was unhappy about that little bit, you know, because Bob was the one doing all the pre-production. So he was in, in charge of gathering everything together and making sure that it all worked. So mm-hmm. after all that time, and then we make a decision to take a turn with the productions that, you know, no. that he didn't like, I understand. It, it wasn't just that either. I think, you know, I could have been more communicative during the process. So I think he, he had a bit of beef with me. And he's uh. not... Wrong. No, no, seriously, he's not wrong, uh, you know, I, I have a bit of a part in this, and, you know, but well, whatever, it, it happened the way it happened and the things are the way they are, and, uh, it's cool.
4: Right, all right, yeah. well, I think it kicks ass, man, it sounds great, the whole thing is awesome. Yeah, so, you were gonna pick your favorite
3: song, you named name like six of them, that's cool.
4: <laughs> yeah, and, and if I were to, and if, I don't, it's very, it was very hard to, to, I legitimately really love these songs, like. <laughs>
2: they're, yeah, they're I'm really, looking at them right now
4: like, if I had to pick through this list
2: it's
4: hard I really couldn't tell you which my favorite song on this list is I mean they all these catchy the choruses it's just everything everything kicks ass man I, just,
3: I love it well the trick is though for something like this you can't pick one song and be done with it and that's that's how I right. was going to say so but, but here's the trick so if you pick a song to play right now which one would it be
4: me I think I would pick and this after listening to it I listened to the album once. Yeah. Uh, I think I would pick
3: which of Caldwell Town, I think. Oh, cool. Uh, See, so, so right now, that's your favorite. Give it five more minutes and it'll change. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure.
4: Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I can do magic. Really, I just, that chorus was like driving. The- yeah,
3: that, is awesome. that, man. that my, chorus was awesome.
2: My favorite is Binary Magic. That's my favorite one.
3: I like that. Yeah, and yeah, I will say this: uh, "Binary Magic" has one of my favorite vocal moments on the album. That's now.
2: that's why I like it so much.
3: Yeah.
2: Yep. Definitely. Yep. Not, I remember the question I was going to ask now.
4: And first oh. on the list, "Binary Magic."
2: <laughs> <laughs> See, at least he wrote something down, right? I wrote stuff down too. I wrote things. Well, it's not. I wrote it down. Anyway, uh, you guys are all over the place. So, how do you record? Do you get into one room at some point, or you just send files back and forth, or?
3: Well, obviously, do. I'm in this room. So.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, when, so, when you get to the final stage, I mean...
3: Well, the final stage. This is where I do the final vocals. Um, so you do everything this is, home? This is, this is where it's done. Uh, the last album, So Now You'll Never Know, uh, was uh, tracked in Munich, though, because that was just a song we had extra that, you know, that we were going to take it off the album. So I hadn't finished it. I just had raw demo vocals. And... Uh, So AFM got to hear the song, unfortunately, Um, for fortunately, and they said, this has got to, because we were planning on doing, tracking that a little bit later, because we could just give that as a bonus to Japan, because we have to have a bonus to Japan, and that was the plan.
5: And AFM said,
3: no, 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 that's not a bonus track, you got to put this on the album. So uh, last day of mixing, I grabbed my laptop and a microphone and (laughs) I set up in a room on my own, and... uh, Track that thing and come back in and drop, drop a USB stick into the, in the studio. Here you go, and so we load it up and uh, we mix that song too. So that was cool. Wow.
2: What do you think about what the the uh, Japan uh, want bonus tracks? You cool with that?
3: No, yeah, I mean, what what I, I understand the situation. You know what what situation is, right? The, the reason <laughs> that you have the reason you have to have a bonus track for Japan is because. Otherwise, people will simply just buy the, the import version. Mm,
5: yeah. True.
3: Domestic oh. releases are more expensive in Japan than imports, so oh. you see the, you see their problem. If you want anybody to actually have local distribution of in Japan, you have to give them bonus track, or they're not going to release it.
0: Oh. Oh. Not to mention I, Japanese I, metal it, fans sim- are the best. It's as simple as that. Yeah.
2: I didn't know that. Oh. What did you say? Japanese metal yeah. fans are the
3: best.
0: Yeah, Japanese metal fans are the best in the world. They
3: might very well be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but quite frankly, there are good people all over the globe. Yeah, good ones, sure. bad ones. Is there
2: a favorite place that you've played?
3: Um, good question. I don't, I don't really know. Uh, I think I can give you a different spin on the story, though, because there was this one time and this is not my experience i was shocked this time we were playing france We were playing paris and the crowd went so nuts that i just stopped i forgot to sing the second verse
5: <laughs> oh, Wow!
3: So, so, so that was like a favorite moment of mine i was like what is this this is not france this is not what they typically do for this kind of music and uh it was awesome and uh, i read it so seriously i forgot to start the, the second wow. verse i looking at them like they're so beautiful you know like
2: yeah 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 does it has that ever happened you know before or after that forget no the, not, uh, lyrics? not like that
3: no not no. like that I've, I've, i keep I've, I've forgotten lyrics all the time but I, I completely forgot singing the whole verse i'm just standing there looking you know? yeah. <laughs> That's what, what do you
2: what do you do when you forget lyrics you just mumble something
3: I make up new words. Make <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, some sometimes you mumble, sometimes you make up new words. It, it all depends, you know. <laughs> or or how late you realize you messed up the words, you know. Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you could be like uh, Vince Neil and just stick your microphone into the audience. Yeah, I used to be
3: abs- I used to be absolutely terrible with the, the lyrics, but. Uh, I will say and you know, give myself a pat on the back, I've gotten way, way better since I joined Serious Black. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, well I've I've also changed my uh, stance and opinion about rehearsals quite a bit too. I used to say that oh hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. Now I'm like, it's really necessary, man. If you put in the time, the result is gonna show.
4: Right. Yeah. Uh, yep. now, do, oh, sorry, Wayne. Sorry. Every time still, I put this album, you, still, <laughs> you, you ask something else. Go. I know I have some other questions. <laughs> as far as nervousness and butterflies, do you still get them or or is it dependent on the venue? Do you still now, get nervous or do you just is it just, just your thing, it's just another day at work for you?
3: Um I don't think I've been nervous since Since it came on the show no 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 i mean i remember the first (laughs) show i ever did i was so nervous i didn't know what to do and somebody actually took some video of it it's terrible and uh, i mean i i don't know if that tape is vhs you know i don't know if that tape actually exists still but if it does there is a a horrible moment for me at some point where i'll see it again (laughs) because it's it's painfully obvious that i do not know what to do Well, what, what happened? What, what, come on, I was 14, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, what happened? What? Uh, it's basically just, I'm just pacing left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right. like, <laughs> Yeah. Wow. And uh, yeah, well, that, that's fun. At that time, I was really, 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 really nervous. I think uh, at some point, the realization dawned on me that it doesn't really matter if things are perfect for as long as people are having a good time.
5: Right.
3: And once that dawned on me, I was like, I'm not nervous anymore. Is if anything really bad happens, it's not really bad. That's that's just a thing. It's not really. Bad. It's actually a cool moment for everyone to share. So, you know, I mess up, something happens. I mean, I I can fall straight in between the kick drums. You know, and I've actually done that. Yeah. Oh, that's, not a, that's not a big <laughs> that's deal. That's not a good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we were playing. Uh, we were playing in Chicago. Uh, it wasn't actually Chicago. It was Lansing, and. Uh, the, the stage, you know, the ceiling was kind of low. And the drum riser was uh, maybe like three inches. <laughs> and wow. and uh, I took one step backwards and I hit that little thing and I fell. And I landed smack dab in the middle, right between two kick drums. And uh, so I'm lying down singing and I'm getting up, giving a smile and a thumbs up. And we just roll on. <laughs> <laughs>
2: like it never happened.
3: <laughs> yeah, but it was fun. Oh. I still remember that moment. And this is why I'm, I'm not nervous for uh, any show yeah. it basically any mishap that will happen will turn into a really fond memory later on unless right. you of course, okay. lose a limb or something but yeah. <laughs> but that hasn't happened so far Yeah, no. No, yeah no,
0: you no, never have an 18 inch uh, stone hedge come down and uh, be threatened by little people getting stomped on it
3: <laughs> yeah um,
0: I think that's never been an issue <laughs>
3: okay.
2: you never know what's the next topic for the next album you never know
3: Oh that's different. <laughs> there will be no falling down of any large scale model of Stonehenge that's for sure. <laughs> but yeah.
2: But uh with the the you know magic album um who was the idea was it to to write stuff about magic cuz not too many metal bands talk about magic stuff well, besides oh. Dio D- and oh, but, yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, This is different and I don't general I don't generally do that either. But it all really started, it all started with uh, the, the joke, really, you know, we're like, yeah, magic, serious black magic. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was a joke, basically. And I'm going, yeah, really? that's what we should do. We should do some serious black magic. And uh, so, so one day I wake up on the tour bus. Uh, I think it was in Stuttgart, but but it might have been somewhere else. And I get up and I'm going, like, I have this chorus. We're making serious. I have the chorus in my head. I'm like, right. this is this is a song. This is a song. I mean, I know it was a joke, but it's going to it's gonna work. It's going to work. It's going to be great. And so I go in and I talk to the guys and they're setting up. And uh, nobody cares. No. Nobody <laughs> <cares. laughs> I'm going like, wow. Hey, I guess maybe, you know, Now nah, I decided it wasn't my idea that was wrong. It was just by timing. So right. I save it. And a little bit later on the same tour, we're playing uh, the backstage in Munich. So I'm going like, I'm not going to mention it before the show. I'm going to mention it after the show this time. So we're done with the show. So we're backstage, backstage in Munich. And uh, I'm going like, hey, got this chorus. Bob looks over at me, picks up the guitar. And this is the riff. And we wrote the song right there.
5: Oh, wow. Great.
3: That's so so, cool. so that, was, that was just perfect. I mean. I didn't. We didn't sit down and write, map the whole thing out, really. But we had the, the big big building blocks and Bob took it back home and put it all together, sent it back and said, is this what you had in mind? And I said, this is perfect, Bob. And we just rolled with it.
2: Yeah, real cool. That's Have idea. you learned any magic tricks since?
3: Oh, no, no. I should, uh, but
2: I... <laughs> but I see you, you I, wear I, the whole getup and everything on stage, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really warm, let me tell you. Yeah. But it's fun to do. Looks like it. And, yeah, it's and cool. unfortunately, I'm not a magician like that i should perhaps practice a few things but no it's not really it's uh there's not much room for anything like that in our show we could do some big stuff but yeah no yeah.
0: did you hear uh <laughs> did you hear david copperfield has aids What? no apparently he was doing magic oh
2: uh, <laughs> oh damn <laughs> but the, i need that sound effect machine you have the you
3: have the drum <laughs> kit behind you man <laughs> That's true. I'm not. I'm not I'm getting glad. back into On that note. Yeah, exactly. Um,
2: crap. Now you just sidetracked me again.
3: Damn it. Sidetracking is the oh, worst jokes.
2: There are worse jokes. You do t- do some terrible jokes sometimes. I am, who I am. <laughs> what? Go ahead, Pete. What?
4: I, I kind of like that one though. That was a good one. <laughs>
2: Magic joke. He doesn't have AIDS anymore. Apparently, it's gone.
0: No, It's, it's an old joke, apparently.
2: It's
3: yeah. hibernating. It's hibernating. Not gone. <laughs> All right. Well, oh. There's a um, treatment for it now that kind of works, you know. Not that, you know, they have, they have good drugs now. Thank yeah, goodness. Oh, yeah. Sure. yeah. Sure. We don't want people suffering unnecessarily, you know. Yeah, it's right.
0: the only magic joke I know, so. Oh, I don't
3: know <laughs> any either. Thank Except God. the serious black magic. I thought it was fun. I mean, we should call the album Magic because then we have "Serious Black Magic and that's how it started. Yeah. The, you know, that's how it all started rolling and uh, then I just decided, okay, why don't we just make a full-blown concept out of it? And I yeah. started writing the story and, uh, and and this room was very interesting. The whole back wall here was uh, filled up with notes. It looked like a conspiracy theory kind of thing. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> yeah.
2: Speaking of that, are you into conspiracy theories?
3: I think they're fun. Yeah, they're definitely I think so too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Do you have a favorite one? Ah, uh, not really. I mean, uh-huh. and uh, there are a few, you know, that there are plausible. And here's the, the the cool thing about conspiracy theories is that some of them are true. Some of them are really conspiracies, but yeah. the majority of them are not. So how do you how how can you tell which is what? Right. <laughs> and that exactly. makes it interesting. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. I've got the latest conspiracy theory. What's yeah. That? Um, Pluto from Walt Disney. Yeah, I guess I guess he's got AIDS too. <laughs> well, I, I know he was at least fucking goofy. <laughs> oh my terrible.
2: god, that is terrible. All right. And that's the shit we put up with on this show. <laughs> uh, all right. So after uh, this album, do you, what do you got in store for the next album? I know you can't tell us too much because uh, as we told me the other day. So
3: yeah, yeah. I'm, well, I'm what so can cool. you tell us? Mm. Um. I can tell you that the, the song I got up to fix at five in the morning is going to be a really good one. Uh, what can I tell you? Uh, it's it's not a concept album, this one, uh, because I really didn't want to do you know concept albums back to back. Because then all of a sudden it's, there's going to be the expectation that the next right. one is going to be a concept yeah. album, and the next one is going to be one, and then you've kind of painted yourself into a corner where people, if you don't make a concept album, it's, it's like not even worth it. Yeah. And I'm going to go with You know, the fact that something is a concept album doesn't make it any better or any worse than something that's not. So right. let's not do too back to back. But the, we do have a little bit of a central theme, mm-hmm. but there's no overarching story. There's, yeah, I'm not sure that this is going to show up on the album, but there's, uh, there, there are three songs that, are, that tie in together. And if they end up on the album, that's kind of cool if they don't. And they don't, they don't they don't you know huh. so th- there'll be a little bit of uh, of that perhaps in the mix, but uh, yeah the the All central right. theme is important, but it's not like everything is basically if we have a song that doesn't fit and it's a better song, it gets fanned up on the album you know?
0: right so, mm-hmm. okay
3: that's the, the working the, these are the rules we work under right now <laughs> okay
0: so let's go on the urban breed project right um. Let's call
3: everything I do the Urban Breed Project. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, you know, that's the thing. Uh, It's easy to overestimate your own importance, especially as a singer, uh, because you are, you know, quite visible at all times in everything. And if if there's ever a review, the singer is not going to get overlooked, whereas in the bass player might not be mentioned at all.
5: Yeah.
3: And so it's really easy for us to overestimate our importance. Sure, we are important, you know, for the voice of the band. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of, it's easier to have a distinctive voice with a voice than having it with a guitar. But if you have a guitar player with a distinctive voice, that's quite an uh, achievement, I would say. But like I said, you always get mentioned all the time. Good or bad, you get mentioned. So being a singer, it's easy to get a big head. And... uh, trying to work against that, because, you know, otherwise this thing will explode and this room will be gone. And uh, <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's not the Urban Breed pro- Project. Uh-huh. I, do, I do understand that I have a significant part to play, but uh, it's not just about me anyway.
0: Right? No, no, I was talking about the extra songs that don't make it on the album.
3: I don't know. Uh, if they don't make it on the album, it's not because they're bad necessarily, uh, but, you know, they'll end up on the back burner. They might end up on the next series black. And uh, right now, there is no such thing in my head as a, a solo album going on. I mean, I always consider it going like when, when there's a song I have that I really feel like I want to do this and nobody else cares. I'm like, yeah, solo album. But then you get busy with the next song and then they pick this one up. OK, so then, then things are fine. And then it's probably better to keep working on that than working on your solo stuff. Yeah. All right. You know, there's, there's just the fact that I know that there's going to be a next series black album. There's no guarantee that there's going to be an Urban Breed album, ever. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>.
2: <laughs> Maybe one day. Who knows? Well,
3: that's cool, though. And, and is it going to be any better than anything else I've done? No, nah, probably not. It's just going to be different. Yeah. Right. right.
2: Well, I, I welcome it. If it ever happens, I welcome it. So yeah. Everything oh. that you do is, is really good. So.
3: I'll sell one or two copies then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well you, you got two buyers here. Three buyers maybe.
2: Potentially. Nah, he don't, I don't know. You <laughs> don't like anything we like, so that's all right.
3: No, I'll go to I, the I, I,
2: I, be I,
4: put a magic I'll joke on there. It's
3: okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anything else, guys? Uh,
4: man, don't keep on doing what you're doing, man. All you right. need to hear more kick-ass stuff. Don't stop. Keep doing it. <laughs>
0: don't stop. Uh keep believing. See, all man, right, great guys, Uh you're welcome back anytime and we're gonna pimp the hell out of the last serious black album. So Yeah,
3: you should you'll do this all over the net, So, all right, it's been good I'm being gonna, here.
2: I'm gonna send you an invite to our uh, Facebook group, so please join it. By the way. All right, all
3: right.
2: And um, one other question, I didn't, I, I didn't even think to ask. And I try to ask everybody this, because you know our show is about uh, showing people new bands that nobody might not even heard of. Is is there anything new out there that you're into right now?
3: Oh, anything new? Now, I'm really like, like the, the worst. I'm the worst. I don't look. For anything, I'm not picking up any albums, and uh, no, I'm I'm really bad about it. Really, wow. so Sorry, Every,
2: everybody we asked says the same thing. <laughs> it's I, funny, I, musicians don't listen to music. <laughs> uh, but the thing is,
3: we do. But you know, but it, it, when you're working on an album, you're not going to want to get influenced. With, you're not going to go out and look for other stuff because you're busy working on music. When you're touring, you're doing music all day. So when are you going to listen, really? And uh, when you do listen, you're probably going to go back to listening, you know, listening to your old favorites anyway. Yeah. And uh, then once in a while you run into something new and in order for us to answer, to give you that as an answer, you're going to have to ask us that one week when we picked something new up. Otherwise, we don't remember. Right. <laughs> because we're right back into thinking about what am I doing right now?
4: Yeah. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah, that, that makes sense, though. That makes a lot of sense, of course. Yeah.
3: I know that some people make a conscious decision not to pick up any new music because they don't want to be accused of plagiarizing. Hmm. I don't. If I hear new new music, you know, that's fine. And, you know, anything that happens, you know, that sounds like something else and it's an accident, an accident, that's okay. That's acceptable. And all all I'm saying is if you do something on purpose, like copying, that's unacceptable. Accidents, they're going to happen. You know, you're going to have something coming out, come out at some point where you came awfully close to something that you like, that you've heard somewhere else, that you just forgot about at the, at the moment.
4: Right, right, yeah. Right.
2: Yeah, there's plenty of that.
4: And in reality, how different can you, I mean, there's all these progressions in this genre of music is pretty hard to, I mean, there's not an unlimited number <laughs> of ways that you can play a progression.
3: No, no, that, that it, there is that. But then, then this is when it comes down to expression. That's yeah. mm-hmm. really where, it, where it's at, you know, it's mm-hmm. the expression. So you, right. you find that and you find, you know, the way you emote or not emote, depending on what, what you're looking for. That's, right. that's what, well, you can, all you can aim for, really, is you put yourself in there. So you may, you may do the same three notes in a row that somebody else did, you know, including yourself, because you take three notes.
4: Right.
3: You uh-huh. can only combine them in so many different ways. Right. And I say three notes because most of the time, a melody will be notes that are, like, connected. You don't right. do the big jumps. If you jump from the fifth, you know, then it's just a jump and it doesn't really stick together as a melody, generally speaking. You can have jumps in, in there, but it's got to be connected. So you take those three notes right. that will be da-da-da. You, know, you know, take those and uh, you can only combine them in so, so many ways. So then it's you've got, you know, you hold one longer, do one shorter. And mm. It comes down to the expression, exactly how right. you sing it or exactly how you play it and uh, what other people play at the same time.
4: Right, right.
3: Yeah. So, but, but that said, nobody's gonna do that that down that down anytime soon in this country. <laughs> least, thank God. <laughs>
0: Thought I just came up with that. <laughs> yeah. Well,
3: let me let me tell you the the first time that I decided I was gonna try to write my own song, I'm like, hmm, I don't have any ideas, and this is like way way back, you know, little little guy. What if I just play this backwards? And so I played "Smoke on the Water" backwards, and it wasn't all that great. <laughs> it wasn't all that, you know, you know.
2: It's not that great bad. forwards either. It
3: wasn't that great an idea either, because it's not like, and nobody else ever thought of it either. So you know, right. <laughs> but you gotta right. start, somewhere. you know,
2: yeah.
3: do something stupid. Hey, uh, they
2: made it work, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, I'm pretty sure that some some song somewhere is just basically the backwards repetition of another song that was successful. So
4: yeah you're, you're yeah. probably right man yeah
2: I'm sure there is. yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually i wrote, we had this one song, and um I played it backwards just for the hell of it, I played it backwards one time, and I said it actually sounds cool backwards. why don't we try making the song another song backwards, with these yeah. same chords,
3: yeah, what it's not that? a bad idea, and it sometimes is. you have some 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 stupid accidents happen, and uh in the studio we like for instance, Daniel and I we were working on life in a lonely grave that's mm-hmm. uh and um, I just tracked this backing vocal package, and uh, I was gonna just move it to a different section. And it's just that I offset it by two beats, mm. and suddenly it's just like, whoa, this is way more interesting. Wow. <laughs> 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 Unfortunately, I messed it up, and so I could never get back. I don't remember exactly how many beats I oh, sh- offset, uh. and I messed it up, so that didn't happen. But anyway, uh, now, that's still, Daniel would, you know, chide me about that for years afterwards. You should have, you should, <laughs> wow. have you should have, should have, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, man, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> it, <don't laughs> works, it still works, but it's not, it didn't have that moment, you know? Right. right.
5: Oh, accidents uh... are
3: great. People will tell you music all the time, happy accidents, you know?
5: Yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah. You, you meant to play a phrase one way, you made a mistake, you went, oh, wait, that sounds cool. Yeah. Wow. Do it again.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show. No. It's and, been fun. Uh, yeah, it's been fun. And um hope you come back on again when the next album comes out and uh, yeah. we can talk about that. Yeah, yeah. That
3: sounds yeah. like a great idea. Yeah.
2: And uh, so. don't leave anywhere. I just want I'll close <laughs> the show and then uh I'll ask you one thing real quick.
3: Okay.
2: So, all right. Well, good night everybody. I think we're all done here, right?
4: Yeah, yeah. we good.
2: Urban, Urban.
4: Nice nice talking to you, man.
2: What's, every, Thanks for what's everybody out. wearing? I'm wearing I'm wearing a serious black shirt. Oh, I'm nice.
4: I'm I'm
0: wearing a black shirt.
2: A black shirt. You're always wearing a black shirt. I what think is this is a Marillion shirt. A Marillion?
0: Yeah. Hmm? Oh, Minnesota North Stars.
3: <laughs> no idea. The odd man out. Yeah. He's <laughs> the <yep. your> usual. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a good way to be.
2: Yeah. All right. Again, you thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> again thank you very much and thank you everybody for watching oh and please i never end the show this way but because i always keep forgetting but please subscribe to our show on youtube on itunes everywhere our show is stitcher just everything please spotify uh twitch i think we're on too sometimes if i feel good enough to uh, do twitch <laughs> but please subscribe to everything
0: graffiti on your nearest bridge
2: yes please but put our logo up on the bridge. We need we need you people to support us and share our show and uh, let people know that we're on so they can see our cool guests like Urban Breed. And uh, last week we had uh, Timo T- uh, Talk- Talki on, right? That's how you say his name. That's it, yeah. And uh, yeah, so please share the show. All right, that's it for tonight. See you guys next week. Have a good Adios. night, everybody. Bye. All right, bro. Wait, before we leave Uncle Saxon has a story for us
1: Hey kids, everybody gather around. It's time for Stories with Uncle Saxon
0: Go. Here it is So the year was 1990 Um, we were just talking to Urban Breed and and he, uh, reminded me of the first time that I was in Germany, which was in. Oh, that was, uh, hey. that was urban. <laughs> cool. um, first time I'd been to Germany. Um, I was with my, my first wife and her two gorgeous sisters. And we were visiting her brother who lived in Darmstadt and got married to a, a whack job. And, uh, so we were hanging out in, in Darmstadt and Mannheim. um, my uh, brother-in-law, Brian, got us tickets to go see ZZ Top, uh, Brian Adams, and Winger at this huge outdoor festival in Mannheim. So on the way there, Winger. we stopped, we got uh, like six of these uh, Stein things with the, the metal and ceramic pop tops.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: You know, those things are like 15% alcohol, and they're like this big. <laughs> so we each drank six of those, and we're kind of... Kind of weaving in and out uh, as we're going into the into the festival grounds, and every say hundred, my brother, thank you, man. Every hundred feet or so, um, somebody would set up a little stand in the in the main thoroughfares between the cars and the car in the car lot, and that's they. Me. Uh, that's me. They, that's you, everybody. Um, they would sell shots, and this is back before the euro. So it would be like one mark a shot, one Deutschmark for a shot of tequila, and then you walk a hundred feet, one Deutschmark for uh, a shot of rum. Well, there had to be eight or ten of them on the way into the show before you got to the gates to go give them your ticket, right? Mm-hmm. So in 1990, I was uh, 21 years old. How did really. it matter, German? You can start drinking, you know, once you have a heartbeat. <laughs> True. Germany. That's topical.
5: Anyways,
0: (laughs) um, we get inside, and uh, me and Brian go up to the front, and they have this iron railing around the, I guess it would be called the orchestra pit or whatever, and they would only let a person in to this area in front of the stage if a person left. It was a way that people weren't getting crushed, you know, by... Mm -hmm. Eighty thousand people that are there at the time right so uh brian looks at me and he gives me his beer. oh yeah we got beers too once we got in there he gives me his beer and he goes "You ready ready for what he looks at the uh, security guards which are stationed every you know 20 feet or so jumps over i give him the beers i jump over and the people behind us thought that was a great idea, so they tried jumping over and the security goes no 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 yeah And uh, well, we got it. I am shit faced by this point. We go to the very front. There's only maybe three hundred people in this in this cordoned off area. You know, so we had plenty of room to you know, we weren't getting crushed. So we went right up front and Brian Adams was singing Heaven. And this Amazon of a German woman must have loved that song. We're in heaven. And she had way more armpit hair than I do. Oh my god! It was a sweaty day. <laughs> I was finished. I looked at mine and I said, I'll be. I'll be right back. Get <laughs> it to their. Um, they actually had indoor plumbing instead of you know just satellites all over the place to, right. to go into. So I went in there thinking that I'm going to hurl. I don't want anybody to see me hurl. I'm 21. I'm a stud. I'm a rocker. (laughs) So I go in. The poop is like that much overflowing off the top. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Ew. I walk outside. I go to the bushes, and I just lay down. And all these beautiful, wonderful, gorgeous German people are coming up to be speaking language. I don't know what the hell they were saying. But... It was obvious that they were going, oh, poor American, is there something we can do for you? You know, that kind Good. of thing. They're very kind. I'm like, no, no, no. Somehow I found Ryan's car, which had to be parked three-quarters of a mile away. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
0: And I crawled underneath it. And I could hear CZ Top off in the distance, you know, playing uh, you know, TV dinners. I'm a <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't handle it. And I passed away. Um, it had to be nine o'clock at night. The show was over at like six, you know, and Brian starts up the car and then he gets an idea and he looks under the car and there I am just completely splayed out underneath Or he shuts off the car. Johnny, we got to go, man. I've been looking for you for three hours. <laughs> so that's my, uh, ZZ Top. I'm to up story. <laughs> Just shit, armpits, shit. and zizi Top. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, at least this has nothing to do with it, but I also, uh, um, his wife's brothers, they're like seven feet tall each, mm. and they took me to this Christian concert, some bands I'd never heard of. Apparently, they were called Believer and Deliverance. Oh, and this is 1990. Yeah. Oh, like this. Don't worry that they're Christian. They're really good. So we went and we washed and, you know, these seven footers were just tearing it up. And, um, if you look at Believer's home video,
5: mm.
0: I might be on there because they were recording that in, that's actually what it's called, Believer's home video. That's like the title of the video. Really? And I've never seen it. Mm. Um, Paleta sent me a copy, but it was all mulched by the time I got here. Yeah. So if you know anybody, you might see me and, in, and... In, Darmstadt germany in 1990 rocking out to believer interesting
2: yeah uh, it's probably on youtube now
0: uh, hell this is the first time i thought about it since 1990 i should go look you should look we should try getting them on the show i i kind of forget about them well, that's your neck of the woods there.
2: Yeah. yeah i don't know we'll see i'll try all right is that it for tonight yeah. he looks confused man well he was he's, he's reading the uh, things oh okay urban was texting so but uh, all right I think that's it for tonight great right? Great to what it's great to have Pete back it oh is.
4: yeah man nice to be back yeah that's a problem man scheduling yeah. is scheduling has been a nightmare you know uh, that and amongst other things so mm-hmm. In any case, but uh, yeah, no, it was definitely
0: fun, man. Nice seeing you, bro. Well, All well, right. Hopefully, Greg will be back next week. Speaking yeah. of Greg, was that his fucking doppelganger we just had on as a guest? Anybody else? It <laughs> <know? laughs> looked a, look a little <laughs> similar. He looked a little similar to Dragon, Yeah. <man. laughs> well, we wish Oh, well. one Oh, Dragon, by the way. Boy, Vod, you got one in. Uh, and on that note, good night. Have a good night guys.
2: Yep. Don't forget subscribe, share, like, comment. Yada yada yada. Bye bye. See us. Bye.
1: Making serious, hey. We're making city hey. We're making city right. oh. of. Oh. Hey. We're making city oh. We're making We're hey. making city We're making We're making